Welcome to Economics Echo, the podcast that provides in-depth analysis of the latest business trends, economic data and market-moving policies. Zooming in on how this all affects ordinary people. So the French government has decided to go ahead with a controversial pension plan that looks to divide A, the country and spark social unrest. On January 10th, Elizabeth Bourne, the Prime Minister, unveiled the details of changes to the country's mandatory pension rules. The fate of these measures will test Emmanuel Macron's ability to continue to reform France during his second presidential term. The centrepiece is a raising of the legal minimum retirement age from 62 to 64 by the year 2030. This measure is deeply unpopular with the French, as you might imagine, but it is in line with Mr Macron's campaign promise of his re-election back in April last year. Miss Bourne, uh, her package includes an increase of 100 euros, that's about 107 US dollars a month, to 1,200 euros for the minimum state pension, which is paid to those who have made the required contributions over a lifetime. Now, the Prime Minister made other concessions as well, designed to win political support, including extra pension credits for those who have uh, physically demanding jobs or began to work when very young. Now, France's new pension rules are at once uh, bold, they're overdue, and actually they're less radical than ones planned. Bold because of the decision to go ahead at all, you know, coming in the middle of a cost of living crisis as part of the fallout from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But thanks to, you know, the generous French state subsidies and caps on price increases, the country's inflation rate is just 6.7%, which is actually one of the lowest in the Eurozone and fell back in December as well. But the French are still feeling the pinch in their pockets and this is likely to get worse. This year, the government is actually allowing energy bills for households to rise by 15%, up from 0.4% in 2022. Corporate bills are also soaring. Small businesses are under particularly um, high amounts of stress. And the reform is also bold politically too. Because, you know, few outside Mr. Macron's uh, party on Marsh and his support base actually want it. Though the Employers' Federation applauded it, fully 68% of the French and 77% of those aged 35 to 49 are against a rise in the pension age to 64. All of the country's uh, trade unions are against any increase in the retirement age at all including, to Mr Macron's frustration, uh, the Confederation French Democratic du Travail, which is a moderate union. You know, its leader, Laurent Bourget, called it, quote, one of the most brutal pension reforms for 30 years, end quote. And most opposition parties also oppose the reform. Indeed, Marine Le Pen's nationalistic, populistic party uh, national rally and Jean-Luc Mélenchon, the unsubmissive French uh, on the left, both want to lower the retirement age back to the age of 60, at least for some workers. Now, a first day of protest and strikes have also been called for January 19th, that's next week, and in any event, the reform is overdue. Mr Macron has been promising it since he was first elected uh, back in 2017, and there have been endless consultations, mixed messaging, and a failure to really build a consensus around a previous version, 
when it was uh, revealed back in 2019. And that led to the strongest period of strikes in France since the uprising of 1968. And this attempt by Mr. Macron was finally shelved when the COVID-19 pandemic struck, um, of course, as we all know, in 2020. Yet, France actually can't afford to keep things as they are. At 60, the average age at which French men actually retire, uh, for women it's about 61, that's the third lowest in the OECD, which is a group of mainly rich countries. And thanks to a high life expectancy, a retired man uh, then spends an average of 23 uh, and a half years in his armchair and a French woman about 27 years. That's the second longest. The share of 55 to 64 year olds still at their desks is just 57 percent compared with 74 percent in Germany and 65 percent in Great Britain. Uh, indeed, many firms actually edge out workers before retirement. The government says it will allow them to make them uh, publish statistics on the employment of older workers uh, to nudge them uh, into better behavior. And by the way, all of this, yeah, this lifestyle comes at a great cost. France spends, get this, 14% of GDP on public pensions, nearly double the OECD average. By the year 2030, according to the finance minister, Mr. Bruno Le Maire, the deficit in the French pension system will reach a whopping 14 billion euros. The new measures should comfortably close that gap, but given the current environment of upward pressure on interest rates, this pension reform is an important message to investors. Overall, however, the reform is actually less radical than the one that Mr. Macron originally dreamed up back in 2019 when he was first elected. He wanted to bring in a universal points-based system in order to make sense of the huge system of regimes and rules that governs different employees' rights. So as it is, most French workers actually have no idea of their exact retirement entitlement, which in turn models decisions about staying on at work later on in life. So if France is to raise the share of older workers in jobs, it needs to do a better job of, you know, making things simpler. Um, but the government's new rules now need to go to Parliament. Uh, the best hope for Mr Macron, who actually lost his majority uh, last June, is to secure the support of the opposition Republicans. You know, the president's centrist alliance holds 250 seats as it stands. That's 39 short of the majority. But Republicans who, when in power themselves, raise the retirement age are probably not keen to hand Mr. Macron an easy win. So if a parliamentary majority cannot be found, the government may have to resort to using a special provision of the Constitution to force the rules through at the risk of prompting even fresh elections. So technically speaking, in other words, Mr. Macron could get this reform on the statute books by September of this year, as the government wants. Uh, but the stiff, stiffest opposition, though, may not come from the benches of parliament, but from the streets themselves. Unions and opposition parties are promising demonstrations. New forms of protest and industrial action could yet emerge. Strikes over the Christmas period. Uh, the National Railway were organized via Facebook without the support of unions. So, yeah, in short, France looks set for a period of unrest. Mr. Macron remains unpopular with an approval, approval rating of just 36%. And any ill-considered remark on the new proposals that slips from his tongue could sour the mood even more. So, if the president is to leave a mark on his second term, 
he may have little choice but to hold firm, stay quiet and sit it out. Well, that has been it for episode 71 of the Economic Psycho podcast. I hope that you've been informed on why Emmanuel Macron wants the French to work longer. Good luck with that one, Mr. President. Be sure to subscribe for your favourite podcast provider and join us next week for a brand new episode. Until then, this is Economic Seco, signing out. Peace.